nervous? <laughs> no. Where's your answer? Dennis Beckham, let the ball out! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Oh! oh, no! Oh, yes! He missed it! Welcome to the Suffering from Joy podcast. My name is Devin. I'm joined here today by Braden from the Football Academy, who will give you all of your uh, betting lines and analysis and Premier League games. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at TFA Braden. And a special first-time guest, we have uh, Ram from the Austin Gooners. That's at Austin Gooners, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Ram, how are you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling top of the world, man. Top of the league. Yeah. Top of the league, uh, top of the table. <laughs> top of so the table, gonna, top of everything, yeah. Feeling great. I think we're going to level set and just sort of do a free-range Arsenal discussion here. Um, mm-hmm. Braden gets to do this with me almost every Monday morning while I'm going through <laughs> major psychological issues. Um, so Brayden, how are you feeling? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm okay. Like I was very, very disappointed on Sunday after the match, and with some time. And like I told you before we started, I, I did watch the match again this afternoon. I, I think I'm feeling a little bit better. It, it's it's weird because you always know that a point at Anfield is a good result, full stop. But then you're also two nil up, and you should have won a game. And it's a bittersweet feeling for sure. Yeah. And I mean, the good result at Anfield thing is sort of a bit of a cop out and just kind of a rote line that makes us feel better a little bit. Right. Like, yeah, Liverpool's not where they have been the past few years. Uh, they've been really good at home, but like you said, two nothing lead. I know a lot of people want to do the whole, like, let's blame Shaka for getting the crowd in it. Like we also gave up an incredibly stupid ticky tack goal right after that. So it's kind of both for me. Uh, yeah, when I watched it again, I I feel the criticism of Shaka is pretty harsh because in the like ten seconds between that incident and like restarting the play and the goal, like the crowd was just as silent as they had been the whole game. So like I, this whole like narrative that Shaka really fired at the crowd, I don't fully buy. I think it was the goal, but you know it's kind of six and one half dozen another in my opinion. Yeah, they, they kind of come at almost the exact same moment, so it's hard to really dissect. Uh, Ram, you were up at the tavern for the game, right? Yeah, man. We had uh, 266 people at halftime. Woo! So this is like the, it's like the fourth time this year that that we've had over 200 people. It's been a big year, I think, for the Austin Gooners and, and football in general in Austin. I'll have to give a shout-out like that. Um, but, yeah, man, it was um, – it was it was it was a fun match from the beginning to end. I'll, I'll, I will say this: I know it's easy to be disappointed, and I totally get that. But I was disappointed for maybe ten, fifteen minutes after the match, and then I sat and realized, like, it was a game that, yes, of course, we we should have won. We we're up two nil, but we also probably could have lost it too because we did allow them to equalize late. Um, they did have a lot of really good chances. Even when we were up 2-0, it wasn't like it was just a one-way, you know, thing going on where we were just dominating. I mean, they had some chances as well. So, you know, the 2-2, I think, just is a, a fair result, I think, for both teams, right? I mean, we kind of we, – we we took the lead in the first half, and Liverpool kind of fought, fought their way back in, obviously, right in the second. So, a draw seems fair any which way you look at it. Because, yeah, I watched it again, uh, little bits and pieces today in the afternoon and um you know again I, I keep going back to this to this 
thought process that I keep telling you and in, in, in the channels and, and just pe people in general, like I'm just wanting for us to reach the initial preseason goal of, of, of locking down champions league. And then wherever we are at that point, when that happens, um, then I'll start thinking about a title chase. But right now, I mean, especially watching city today, just absolutely dismantle Bayern Munich. Um, if the fact that we're even toe to toe with them and we're ahead of them in the league, like it's, it's an incredible thing to, to, to witness and to be a part of as a fan. And it's, it, that that's my overall feeling right now. You know, the, the, the highs and the lows are all part of it being a sports fan. So I'm just, I'm taking it all in. And, and ultimately, I guess <laughs> final answer, uh, as far as the game with Liverpool's concerned, I'm okay with the draw. It, obviously it would have been cooler to win, but at least we didn't lose. So a draw fair enough. And we have to just, you know, we move, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt a little better looking at the table afterwards and yeah. you know, you, you blow that uh, two nothing lead and you're like, well, a draw feels like a loss, but it really isn't actually getting a point there. lets us, as long as we don't lose the city, uh, we can draw at Newcastle or drop a point or uh, two points, I guess, somewhere else, and we're still controlling our own destiny. Um, so I think that point's actually going to come up big, or at least I hope it does, obviously. Mm. Um, I hope it doesn't. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that, too. The table. <laughs> uh, to take the actual, like, brightest view of this possible, uh, I will be in attendance at the uh, Arsenal-Southampton game. Obviously, we have West Ham on Sunday. But uh, if we win that game and if uh, those accursed uh, Spurs across North London also win this weekend, I will have the chance to be in attendance for the first St. Totteringham's Day since 2016. Oh, that's so, incredible. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. And, yes. and again, that's another thing, you know, to be proud of and celebrate again, you know, like, yes, that right there. And then also, you know, again, the Champions League qualification. I mean, I know we can already talk about it and say like, Hey, it's going to happen, right? The same Totteringham's thing and champions league qualification. But, you know, I I'm waiting for it to just be mathematically certain. And then, you know, we kind of move on to the next. So like, yeah, now that you bring that up, like I, I want to see that happen next. And and I want you to, to be there uh, <laughs> to experience that in the stadium, because that's going to be pretty incredible. Well, let's uh, let's beat West Ham on, on Sunday and worry about yes. that. But I mean, I've been, <laughs> kind of uh intermittently and not obviously as intense as like I build my weekends around watching Arsenal now. Um uh, mm -hmm. but I've been watching this team for 20 plus years and I think you're having the right approach going brick by brick uh bird by bird as Anne Lamott would say. Mm -hmm. Uh and just taking little bits and enjoying them while you can. Um Braden, do you want to kind of give us your origin story with this team and then we'll do the uh the same thing with Ram? Yeah, I mean, for me it started like I think a lot of Americans it starts with like I my the first game that I watched was the Champions League final so like I I dealt with shit with this team from from the very beginning um and you know then um in college I did study abroad in London and then really just kind of like fell in love with the you know all the football culture in the same way like it really felt a lot like college football here in the states which being a southerner I'm a really big fan of and it just like that part of it really spoke to me you know, went, did the stadium tour, that sort of thing, and then just started following Arsenal. And, you know, it, it just felt right from there. Like, it's very – it's one of those you 
you have to experience the lows to enjoy the high. Uh, like there's definitely been some lows. I mean, the name um, of this podcast is Suffering from Joy. So. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yes. Like I, I think Arsenal fits that very, very well. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so what was kind of your, is this your first like real big title run in or title season you've seen? Uh, when did you kind of like start watching, I don't know, quasi-religiously? Yeah. So I followed that. So the first season I followed was the one that like Eduardo uh, had his leg broken. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And um, just kind of fell apart from there. Although I wasn't like fully, fully engaged at that point. Like I was watching and, and kind of cheering him. Like, it's it's also hard to explain to some people <laughs> these days. It was really hard to watch games <laughs> then. That's... Like it, it was back mm. when like Fox Sports would have two games on a Saturday and maybe a game on a Sunday if you if you were lucky. And then it's finding illegal streams from there. And so it it was very hard to follow. Um, in my opinion, like real time, like you can now, it's certainly nothing like you can go to a bar and watch every single game. Um, Unless you're in well, England. <laughs> yeah, which which is a weird <laughs> one. Um, and so I would say probably the first match that, or not the first match, the first year that I really, really watched religiously, I think was probably the year that Van Persie got sent off against Barcelona. Um, so so I got the highs mm. of Arshavin uh, at, uh, four goals at Anfield. Emirates. Yeah, yeah, four goals at Anfield too. Um, so I, I got those highs and then had to just deal with what still is a mind-boggling decision by a referee. Like, I, I can't understand it. E- even, like, when Saka kicked the ball away after the offside hmm. call this weekend, I was like, yeah, you're never fucking going to see it again. Yeah, that's something. Well, I mean, we kind of had something similar with the Martinelli double yellow. You're never going to see that again. But uh, I still, I think, to this day, have PTSD from that. Uh, <laughs> but let's switch over to Ram. Ram, you're a little newer to the game, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've I've always enjoyed the international game much longer than I have, like, club, right? So I guess my origin story with, with football would be watching the World Cups you know, and I think the first one I game I remember watching was actually the USA women's uh, final in 99 against China and at the Rose Bowl. Like, that's like what I always tell people. That's that was my very first soccer game where I really just got into the pageantry, understood everything or, you know, just understood how big the sport was. Um, and then, yeah, I guess in the in the in the aughts, I think I said that right. Like, in the you know, 2010 and on, I started watching you call it whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so post 2010, we'll say I started to get in into into um, the Premier League a little bit more. Uh, couldn't really at that point. You can get a, a few more games or access to a few more games. So I just kind of just watched whatever was on. Uh, I decided after the 2014 2014 World Cup when he, uh, Tim Howard had his uh, spectacular game. Uh, Secretary Belgium. of Defense night. Yeah, I decided, you know what? What team does he play for? Let me root for them. And it was Everton. Well, Everton's been mid-table for God knows how long. And so they were never on TV. And I didn't know anybody here in Austin who watched uh, Everton. So that that fanship lasted about five or six games. And then I'm like, <laughs> ah, whatever. Like, I'll just keep watching. Uh, and then 2018 is uh, – we'll just cut to the, to the good part of the story, right? 2018 um, is when I decided to – uh, pick a team and one of my best friends 
you know, all my life or since high school. Uh, his name's Chris Rubio. Give him a shout. Um, he's always been an Arsenal fan. I've always known of Arsenal and always seen him, you know, talk about him or whatever. So, and I knew that he would go to the tavern all the time to watch the games. So I think at one point uh, during the summer leading up to the 2018 season, I was like, Hey man, like, what do I do? Do I just, do I got to like sign up or I got to RSVQ? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, man, just show up, man. And just show up, wear some red and yeah, enjoy the game, meet people. And so that's what I did. Uh, it was the first game of Unai Emery's reign. Uh, oh, that, fuck. Didn't, that didn't last very long. <laughs> um, I still remember the game, uh, Arsenal against Man City, uh, 2-0 to Man City. It was not close we at all. We actually played halfway uh, decent on that game too. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean Go ahead. Was that the one that Leno almost kicked it, or not Leno? Uh, Check almost kicked it in his own net, or yes. was that like the next game? <laughs> no, no, no. That that was that one. Um, oh, it was. Oh, it was. It, it was. Yeah, it was a lot of I mean, basically an Unai Emery team, right? It was a lot of like, what the hell am I looking at? And then also like, okay, there's some. I get you know what the idea is, and then it was just, but more so of like, oh man, like this is bad. So, so yeah, I think. As far as like right now, this season for me is peak because I joined, I feel like at rock bottom and I have never seen Arsenal be good. I mean, the FA Cup run post COVID and during the COVID restart was like so far the best that I've seen Arsenal look and and that was fun. And so that's why I think that really, so for me, when people bring up, you know, past things that happened that might've been bad or good, like all these kinds of things on one hand, like they don't necessarily mean anything to me because I didn't experience them. Right. So like, I, I, I can't think about, I can't imagine a, a world where Arsenal bottle a title because, well, I've never seen that happen. Uh, oh, but boy. I also, but, but I've also, I also haven't experienced Arsenal winning a title either. So, but you know, I go back and I watched the the tape. I watched 89. I, I, I read, um, the book about the Invincibles that Amy Lawrence wrote. So I, as I've become a fan, like I've kind of gone back. And then COVID was a, also a, a great opportunity to like watch a ton of YouTube videos, watch. I remember I found a, a, a website that had a ton of like old FA Cup champions. So I watched a bunch of FA Cup wins, right? Just on YouTube or whatever. Um, so I've been able to like build up my knowledge of the history and, and, and understanding of like the gravity that Arsenal has as a club, but for the most part, I feel like this title chase has been, it's almost just like a clean slate for me because like, you know, this is brand new. I've everybody I've seen who's on the team right now. I've seen them either come up through the youth, uh, through the youth levels, like, like Bukayo Saka, or I've seen them come in and, and just kind of take reign, you know, like, like, um, like Gabi Jesus or uh, Zinchenko. So it's just all like, for me, anyway, regardless of what happens, like, I feel like this is my christening as a fan because, again, I haven't really experienced – I've experienced mostly lows, and so I feel like I've earned <laughs> I've earned my stripes, but I've also, like, seen how great it, it, it can be. And so – and, yeah, even last year, you know, you know, bottling the top four, like, that hurt. And, like – but I felt at that point I was like, yeah, man, like, I'm not – I'm not going anywhere. I think at one point, Chris drunkenly told me, like, I think it was during that really horrible run during uh, uh, Arteta's, like, second year, I think, or first, not not second year, uh, the year that we had no fans at all. It was, like, a terrible run. 
And I think he drunkenly told me one time, he's like, hey, man, like, if you switch teams right now, like, I wouldn't even hate you. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I'm in. Like, I have to. I'm here. I'm in. Yeah, I'm already in. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't team hop. Uh, I picked the team and I decided, like, hey, man, whatever happens, like, I'm in it. So, yeah, that's sort of my, that's my Arsenal story. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to accuse you of being a bandwagoner if you were hanging out during the Emory days. Yeah, exactly. So I, I've earned it, but damn it. So I'm enjoying it to the fullest. And, 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 you know, if I could just keep on rambling and just say like, that's, I think the number one reason why uh, the first opportunity I hopped on uh, the, the upper, the, the chance to like handle Austin Gunners, like the social media uh, for the group, just because uh, for me, it was just a way to kind of give back and, and also just get into, into the team, into the, into the culture, into the, you know, the community or whatever, like for me, that was my, my buy-in, right? Like, so in order to make uh, the proper announcements, I need to know all the facts. I need to know who we're playing. I need to know the name of the stadium. I need to know where it's going to be broadcast. Um, you know, I got to know the little storylines for me, you know, it, it's, it's a hobby at this point, but I kind of take it, you know, as serious as like a side hustle. Uh, because again, it's what I get out of being a fan. Like this is my opportunity to like put, put it back in. And it's been, it's been fun. Again, it's, it's, it's a two way thing as far as like it's benefits me, but I also feel like I can, I can really be proud of like what the Austin Gooners do as a, as a group. And, and again, just be proud of the team whenever I watch them. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's a lot more fun um, with more people and more goals and more winning. Yes. A hundred percent. So I guess you've never even seen like a, an Arsenal champions league game really. Never. Uh, no. I mean, again, that's just, for me, that's, uh, that's like, uh, fu- uh, um, like campfire tales, man. <laughs> You're like, what? They play in the Champions League final and what? No way. Uh, no. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to lose to either Bayern Munich or Barcelona in the quarterfinals. <laughs> Take your pick, flip a coin. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was yeah. going to say, be prepared for all your friends to be weirdly nervous about whoever the round of 16 matchup is. I get it. Yeah. 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 I'm totally, I, I understand. And I'm, I'm feeling the same. I'll feel the same way too. Like I, yeah. Cause I feel nervous right now watching city hoping that they lose, you know, like, I'm like, God, like this is a big game. Like that's how I felt today. So, and, and I felt the disappointment when they went up two nil and three nil, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to, it's starting to become a reality. Like, Oh man, like this is, this is it. <laughs> so I guess let's get down to brass tacks a little bit here. We have eight games left. Uh, we're six points ahead of City, who have nine games left. So we can kind of call it three. City sort of, you know, banging on, destroying the world at the moment, beating everybody by a million goals. Hmm. City's max points, uh, which would include beating us, is 94. Our max points, which would include beating City, obviously, 97. Um, for City to go undefeated to the end of the season would require them to win 14 straight Premier League games, which would be the fourth highest of all time. Um, two of those were the year that City scored over 100 or totaled over 100 points. And them in Liverpool, literally neither of them lost a game after February. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would take some sort of record level City destroying people. They have Holland, they have De Bruyne, they have plenty of people. It's not unheard of, but and I mean, a lot of this, I guess, you know, Ram has sort of received wisdom for you, but Brayden and I have definitely lived it um, where uh, anything that can go wrong will. And, you know, City's just going to beat everybody by 20 goals. And, like, it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to just mop everybody up. And I don't think that's realistic just from my 
watching of the Premier League. And um, I think it's actually helped a little bit us kind of being out of the title race for the past uh, feels like forever, but uh, <laughs> not even in the Champions League places the past uh, few years. And I don't, you know, famous last words, right? I don't see City going undefeated. I'm not going to pick out like, hey, they're going to lose to this team. But like they've lost and dropped a lot of just like completely out of nowhere random points. They, you know, drew it home to Frank Lampard's Everton. Mm. So I guess I'm going to open this up. I'll start with Braden. Like, do you think City are going to like, let's take the Arsenal game out of the equation. The other eight games they have in the league, do you think they're going to run the table? I, I don't think so. I mostly agree with you. I think something is going to surprise us along the way. And there, there's this weird thing that I've noticed is that lots of people are saying that Brighton home is a very tricky game for us, which I think, fair enough, it's a game we can definitely drop some points in. But no one is saying that Brighton away is going to be a tricky game for City. Uh, and I think it will be. Like it's it, Especially when it's scheduled, um, you know, Brighton can play well at Amex. So, I'm going to hold out a little bit of hope from, for there, but also just some of these teams fighting relegation can put up some really weird results. I, I think it's trickier against teams that are in a title race that are going to be more focused than maybe a team that's just gunning for top four or, you know, trying to slide into Europa, Europa League spot. Um, I, I think that's tougher, but I definitely think that there is a good chance that they drop a points besides other than a team other than Arsenal. that's what I meant Um, (laughs) at some point along the way. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little bit of a weird year too, with how many teams are in the relegation fight, how many teams are still kind of playing for some level of Europe. Like, you know, Aston Villa a few weeks ago was almost in relegation talk and now they're in sixth. So that whole, there's not really anybody who's like kind of on the beach yet, maybe Fulham, but, um, and I guess, you know, in theory, Chelsea, but, Let's. That's its whole own new thing. We would have an entire podcast about that. Chelsea have been on the beach since the season started. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's it's not your normal dynamic where you have like maybe a couple mid table. Well, we don't have anything to play for teams, so it's even weird for like a normal year. But um, Ram, I'll go same question to you. Let's take the Arsenal City game out of the equation. Do City win the rest of their games? You know, I, as I was listening. Uh, I was looking at the schedule and trying to pick out like besides like that Brighton game. Cause yes, I think Brighton away at the Amex is tough. I mean, they play really tough at home. Uh, they are aggrieved, right? They should have won or at least drawn that game against Tottenham. So like they're in the mix. Uh, but I also think like, you know, Everton is also going to be one of those teams at the end that is fighting, um, relegation and then they do play Chelsea and then Brentford after that. So that's three tough games for city uh, to end the season on top of like what else they might have to be doing with, with champions league, with the FA cup. Um, And yeah, yeah. We looks like we both play West Ham. We both, well, they play Leeds. Uh, Fulham is there. Yeah. So I think, I, I think, I think they're going to go on a, an unbeaten streak, or they are on an unbeaten streak right now. Uh, but I think they dro- they end up dropping points late is kind of what I'm feeling because, sure, they're looking good right now, but, you know, we are going to play them as well. And, yeah, you said take, them, take us out of the equation. But, yeah, so those other games, I feel like they are going to drop one, two, maybe even three points total. And I think that obviously bodes well for us. Um, 
but yeah, like as you said, as as long as I've watched the Premier League, and again, I've watched it as a neutral for more time. For I've watched it as a neutral longer than I've actually watched it as an Arsenal fan, and lots of crazy stuff happens toward the end of the season. So I'm kind of just banking on that continuing to happen, even though like this is just another kind of beast that we're looking at with with City, man. I mean, with all the money that they have and with all the cheating that I'm alleging that they're doing, it, it, it's 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 crazy, man. And again, I just keep thinking like the fact that we are toe to toe with them and in fact ahead of them on the table is absolutely incredible especially where we are in our process in in our project like we're ahead of schedule man so it's like yeah i i feel like they they're gonna drop points because i feel like the pressure is on them because yeah it's almost it's almost a foregone conclusion that they're supposed to win the premier league on top of the champions league and i think the pressure is going to get to them at some point um yeah that's just how i feel so i'm gonna answer this but i'll ask the question first (laughs) what points total do you think arsenal needs to hit to win the league Mm -hmm. and uh my answer right now i'm gonna say is 91 ram uh i'm gonna say yeah i've I've read plenty of things on the internets and have done my own little math but i think 91 91 does it brayden I'm going to go with 92. One loss, hopefully, against us. And, and that puts them at 92. Or yeah. that puts them at 91. It, us needing us 92, 92 to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so let's, um, let's go ahead and hit this now. City's currently five goals ahead of us on goal differential. Uh, considering the amount of points we'd have to drop to actually like match up on points, I don't see a way we catch them, especially the way they're murdering everybody in their path at the moment. Uh, do you guys see that any different? Like, I think even if we start winning games three, four goals, like there's, we're still not going to catch them. Um, I think we are two murdering teams. Maybe not as rough as as <laughs> as City are doing, but we have won three nil, four one, four nil. We got to get some clean sheets, I think. Um, so I think that'll that'll help us a little bit. But yeah, if you look at our form, I mean, it's three nil against Fulham, four uh, one against Palace. Uh, 4-1 against Leeds, and then, of course, a 2-2 draw. But uh, we're starting to pick up a little bit of steam. Um, and then I, I didn't mention the uh, the Everton win. That was another 4-1 win. So I think as much as people are saying, wow, like, uh, you know, City are doing this, they're doing that, like, hey, Arsenal is doing this and that at the same time as well. So um, I think we can for sure get on, get on a little bit of a hot streak ourselves. I think we are on a hot streak ourselves. So... Um, West Ham and Southampton are the perfect opponents to kind of uh, kickstart again uh, a run at that at that goal differential number. Uh, whatever wood is near you, start knocking on it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm just saying, man. I just I feel it. It's it's yeah. Of course, right. Things could always go the other way, but uh, I feel like like I'm pretty. I feel pretty confident in in, in the way things are looking for us. Obviously, nothing's set in stone and anything can happen, but I feel like I, the mentality that the things I see uh, in the press and just the way that players respond, everybody's on the same message and everybody's on the same page. And I think, you know, I think we, we have a lot of players, too, that I think, sure, maybe not in the Premier League, maybe not together as a group. They've not done this before, but 
individually in their careers, we have plenty of players that have, 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 have at least been in title races, right? Like, I mean, I believe like Trossard has been one when he was in the Belgian league. Um, Tierney, obviously, right? Uh, Jesus and Zinchenko, they've all been in title chases. So they've all been in positions where, you know, the stakes are high, not as high as the Premier League, but, you know, we may be a little bit of green again as a team, as a unit right now, but we have some leaders on that squad, man. And I feel like uh, we're going to, we're going to also be a force to be reckoned with as well. I actually think um, Trossard won the league. Uh, obviously, it's the Jupiler Pro League, so it's not you know the Premier League against Manchester City, who has a trillion dollars. But I right. think AirPod Albert was the coach at Gank when <laughs> Trossard won the league there, or he was at least a coach or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden, are we catching him on goal difference? So it, it's funny that I think we kind of mentioned Jesus because there's a – there's a thing that I often remember around this around this time where right about this time last year, Jesus kind of kicked it up another gear. Like he had missed a lot of chances earlier in the season. Does that sound familiar to anyone? And then he mm-hmm. pops up in a match and scores five goals. And so I, I do think that Gabriel Jesus can be a little bit of a streaky player. And I do think if he can get hot a little bit, I, I think we've got a shot at it. I think it's a long shot because, uh, I mean, they've got a guy who might set the Premier League, not just set the Premier League record for goals, mm. but just, like, blow it away. Um, so that's obviously a concern. But, I mean, all you can do is go out there, uh, go out there and try. And kind of, like, I, I do hope that we're thinking of the opportunity. So, you know, if we're up 2-0 at halftime against a West Ham or someone, like, maybe we don't take the foot off the gas. Like maybe we just keep going for it um, and, and try to put four or five on. Um, Cause I, I think it's what we're going to have to do if we want to try to catch them. And I think we do need to try to catch them. Like, yeah. you know, you can, you can work yourself into a little bit of trouble, but like, honestly, if West Ham catches you cause you are trying to score more goals, you probably weren't good enough to win the title anyways. So I, I don't know. We got to go for it, but it's going to be real, real hard. Agreed. It's going to be real, real hard no matter what, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you thought it was going to be easy, you are uh, following the wrong team. Yeah, I think there were a lot of people who got lulled into a false sense of security at 2 nothing on uh, Sunday against Liverpool. And I was just like, don't taunt your fucking kill, guys. Like, uh, something's going to happen. And, like, obviously I didn't expect, like, what happened. But I was just like, We've done this too many times. Just, like just wait and like uh, I famously still think the 2019 St. Louis blues are not going to win the Stanley cup, even though that's been done for um, four years at this point, (laughs) Um, just because they're so cursed and they always fuck it up. Uh, And I don't have exactly the same level with Arsenal, but it's very similar. And obviously the name of this podcast is partially about both of those teams Um, (laughs) where you're ahead and you're just like, all you can feel is utter fucking dread. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and we've talked about this in the in the the Slack chat, uh, where I kind of compared this team, or the way it feels, right? The, like watching because I've watched a lot of basketball is the the 2014 San Antonio Spurs, and I exactly what you're saying, the finals, the rematch against the Miami Heat in Game Five, or no, in games like two through five, or no, three through five. Uh, San Antonio won each game by like an average of 20 points or something like that. 
they led from beginning to end, but because of the previous year where we lost in seven and gave up a three, two lead, like every single game, I just remember being like, Oh, we're up 15. Oh, we're up 20. Uh, we need to be up 30, man. You know, we need to keep doing it. Like I was so terrified that we were just going to lose it because I mean, that's just what you do, right? You expect it to happen. So uh, <laughs> yeah, as much as I'm saying I'm on here and I'm, uh, I go about saying like, yes, I feel so confident, but in the game, I mean, at the tavern, I was pacing. I didn't, I don't think I watched the game in any one spot for more than like five or six minutes because I was just like, I can't do this, man. I got to go somewhere else. Cause everything I was like, this happened because I was standing here. Let me go stand where we scored the goal and then, <laughs> or whatever, you know? So it, it, it's yes. Uh, there, there's definitely that big sense of dread. I totally agree. So one thing I kind of wanted to mention as well is that if we think about the city team this year, some of the times they've slipped up have been when it's looked like they've been in control. So if you remember when we lost to them in the league uh, earlier this year and like all those things came out, it's like, Oh, well, city's good. Like, that's it. Arsenal got caught and now city are just going to cakewalk to it. They lost next weekend at Nottingham forest. Yep. Like, Okay, that's whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. a loss. Draws a um, loss. I agree with you, but yeah, they they drop points. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> drop points. Whatever. But and like we took like we took care of business, and we haven't looked back since. And so there's an element I think that if the city team can feel comfortable about where they are against in, in the league, maybe they drop some of that concentration a little bit. Especially since I think that what they really really want this year is the Champions League. I think yeah. so. Absolutely. Fingers fucking crossed, man. <laughs> the big thing that's bothering me is that Brentford away is their last game of the year instead of, you know, like two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a lot more useful if it were higher up in the schedule. And I'm hoping Brighton doesn't get pushed to the same thing where, you know, PGMOL fucks them out of Europe and they have nothing to play for anymore. Yeah. Um, Tony's suspension will definitely come down that week. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's yeah, if that happens, if that happens, I will yeah, be very upset. <laughs> Just let him finish out the season, man. Yeah, I mean, at and, this point, you might as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, don't uh, even get me started on the PGMOL stuff. That shit is something else. But No, um, there will be hours and 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 hours of rage content if Arsenal lose the league by uh, goal differential or one point from the... Uh, Brentford defrauding that uh, Lee Mason put on us. Yeah, Again, ultimately, for the second yes. Time this year, if it's fair and square, if everything's fair and square, win, lose, or draw, it's easier easier to accept, right? And that's why that's why I'm just enjoying the ride because I'm just like you know, as, as long as we, as long as I see the team I'm supporting putting in effort, like, and which they have been, and they've never shrunken at any at any they've answered every call so far, you know, even in the games they've lost or drawn or whatever, like they've showed up. I've never finished a game and said like, man, we, we, we shit the bed this today, but you know, as long as I see that, like whatever happens, it'll happen, man. It's out of my control. All I can do is support. So uh, yeah, I just don't, I just don't want any of that outside nonsense to be something you think about or talk about for years to come. Right. It's just like, Hey, ultimately man, like fair play to city even though it's not really fair play, like, Hey, they, they never lost. Right. And then whatever, you know, whatever, like if that's the worst case scenario, like you got to just tip your hat to them at some point, 
but I hope they're tipping their hats to us is what I'm hoping for. But Well, yeah. that would require City to have fans. Yeah, that's uh, and not just exactly. AI bots. <laughs> I wish I, I wish we had city fans to banter because I think this would have made it a lot more this this title run a lot more exciting if there was actual fans to like going back and forth and banter because late it's really just like Liverpool fans and United fans you know <laughs> selling themselves and rooting for City like that's what it's been and it's like it's so ridiculous man like imagine if Tottenham was in a title race. Like, I would not, I don't care who they're in a title race with. Like, I would never be like, oh, come on, let's just get Tottenham to win the league. Like, so somebody else is winning. Like, nah, fuck exactly. that. Exactly. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I know Mikel had, uh, has said he's had some wild dreams, but that's uh, a, a bridge too far for me to even imagine. Again, yeah, good point. Yeah, touche. Like, uh, uh, LOL at the idea of, of Tottenham chasing the league. But if they were, I'm not rooting for them. Hell no. No, and I mean, that's the thing with City. Like, everybody knows it kind of doesn't matter and it's all fake anyway. So it's easy to just be like, yeah, like, let's not let these uh, other people who um, actually, like, have, are invested in their club and, you know, we don't want to give them any joy. And um, obviously we have the whole August 6th thing going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that was just a little bit of banter that's kind of gone wild, but I'm really enjoying it. I love it. Um, Brayden, do you know about this? I think I sent you it. I, I don't think so. Okay, so essentially we have this like Austin FC group chat. And uh, the first game of the year, obviously we played on a Friday, beat Crystal Palace. The uh, early game the next day was Fulham Liverpool. And uh, Liverpool and Fulham drew. So I took a screen cap of the table just being like, haha, Arsenal's never going to finish above Liverpool. Like, check this out. And uh, some guy got like some Liverpool fan got super flustered about it and started like screaming at me. It was like, oh, well, this is the last day of the year that Arsenal be in the will be at the top of the table. So I just like every time we win a game or like a week passes by, I just repost it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I it's great. Support that. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I love it. I, I I caught on. Yeah, after a few weeks, I was like, wait a minute, like this is still a thing. Like let's let's keep it going. Like I'm all about the banter, man. Give me yeah. more of it. And, and I mean, the whole point was like, you know, I was pretty optimistic about this season, but I would have given us like maybe 5% chance because we're way ahead of where I thought we'd be. I thought Chelsea would fall off. United's not that great, no matter what their fans will tell you. Right. Um, you know, you could see Liverpool is going to fall off. You know, City, I thought would be actually probably about where they are. Um, but I was just like, okay, you know, like we have a good run, like some things go our way, like maybe we'll be up there in the conversation. And obviously, you know, even those optimistic considerations we've exceeded. Yeah. But um, it, it's just a fun bit of banter. And I think that's been part of this season too, is it's not, it's not just, oh, great. We're winning games, like in a very business-like fashion, like kind of some of the later, um, the Invincibles or the O2 team where it's just like, yep, got our goal. And, you know, we, you know, nice day out at the park and we won our game and um, let's go ahead and go home and enjoy ourselves. It's, it's a lot more fun than um, previous seasons. So I don't know if you've seen that differently or like, Brayden, do you got, uh, um, you know, either like bars with other teams or kind of the local Atlanta thing at all? Yeah. So the bar that we go to uh, at Brew House is a very, uh, it's a very multi-team bar. Like, it's kind of like international waters in a lot of ways. Like we, uh, <laughs> like people enjoy some good nature fun, but like it doesn't go beyond that. Okay, no, man. Yeah, 
Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say the tavern is like it's Arsenal bar through and through. Um, we do get rival fans showing up every now and then, but it's always a handful. But uh, no, they're always drowned out. I think the loudest we had was um, United fans showing up for the for the for the second ra- match at the Emirates, um, and they were loud when Rashford scored their goal. But uh, as time went on, they kind of snuck out because regardless of that scoreline, I remember that game. It was pretty much Arsenal most most of it, right? So yeah, it's it's. It, I think from the beginning of the season, it was there was some hype because there were again there was so much excitement, um, and I think it's carried on because like all the games are just exciting matches, and we were we definitely won those first three or four or five matches I think uh, pretty convincingly, um, and I think it's just kind of kept on ever since like we've been we've been we I, I we definitely were were chanting we are top of the league uh that friday afternoon against crystal palace like yeah of course yeah 100 yeah yeah it, it's been great and so yeah it, i don't even know where i was gonna go with all that rambling but um yeah at the, at the tavern it's been just absolutely incredible yeah i think i've been for six or seven games this year and every single time it's either super packed or if it's not you know to capacity it's everybody there is the loudest people that ever show up yeah Um, and it's always nice like you know you get some people in from out of town um there's always some something going on in austin somebody just drops by and um you meet new people and it's always a little nice um but this sort like the liverpool game and i think a lot of the run-in games i can't watch those games around other people or i will lose Mm -hmm. my shit over somebody saying some dumb fucking thing because I take it way too seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be like, oh yeah, well, no, you know, I, I, I really thought that was a penalty, a great call by Paul Tierney, and like, I'm gonna drag this person down a fucking staircase type of thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you've met him. His name's Michael. He's a, he's a guy from London. Uh, super. He's super chatty. Uh, but he's a great guy. He's a fun guy to watch the games with. Um, but he's the same way as you said. Like big games. He, he he actually can't even watch them. Like, he wasn't going to watch the Liverpool game. He never watches the Tottenham matches. Like, he's he's like, I will do anything else but watch the game. Like, he goes, mm-hmm. I'll have my phone and just look at the score. And then he even described how he looks at the score. It's not just, like, pulling the score up. But he will have it, like, like tracking on his home screen. And then he'll just cover it with his hand. And then he'll just look at it his side. And he goes, if we have the longer we go, you know, we have zero or one goal or whatever, like, you know, I might not, I might not move my hand, (laughs) but if it's like, we got two or three, then I might check what the score is. But he goes on top of that, like he can't even watch. And I, I totally get it. I totally get that. Like uh, I'm still debating on whether to, to, uh, to, to go to the tavern for the, um, the city match, just because again, the way I was acting at that Liverpool match, I was like, uh, I might have to like, just watch by myself i mean it should be lower key on a kind of a wednesday afternoon but uh i do know michael he's good people um but i guess the other side of that too um i can't watch like so this was a lot easier last year when we were going up against spurs and like spurs are fucking awful to watch like period just Mm -hmm. from like a pure soccer football standpoint so that was a lot easier like, I've never been one of those people who, like, can watch City because I think they're boring as shit. But, like, they attack. Like, they play decent ball. Um, 
I didn't look at the like I will literally find things for myself to do during their games so I don't look because I think it's bad luck. <laughs> and if they're going to drop points, it's going to be when I'm like not looking at the score or something like that. Like it's completely ridiculous. Obviously, Erling Holland's scoring catch has nothing to do with whether I'm like mowing the lawn or something in the morning. Right. But like this game makes us fucking what insane. What if it does? What if, it, what does? if it does? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a little different. You're used to watching Alabama win title after title. So um, you don't have this like, holy shit, this might never happen again type of thing. Um, But do you guys have any like superstitions or anything going on right now? Yes. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll say, I'll start. Yeah. Um, I I listen. So this happened actually from, um, this is just in the most recent run. Uh, the last time we lost against uh, Everton, right, that 1-0 loss, like at 6.30 in the morning, um, I I usually, from my, from, from my apartment to the tavern, I usually grab, uh, I just hop on a, on a bus because I could take a bus 20 minutes and I'm right in front of the tavern. Um, so I do you that. You have to and, drive home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, I, I always listen to music or, and I... Um, yeah, I always try and wear like the most recent kit or whatever, right? Uh, but this Everton match, like I, I rushed or whatever, and I I was listening actually to um uh an Ars blog like the 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 Patreon pregame podcast or whatever. Like I just wanted to listen to it right before the game because I was like I didn't kind of keep up with it this week or whatever. Um, and then I wore like the um I forget what year it was. It was a uh, one of the third jerseys. Um, it just wasn't the most recent one. And we lost. And then the very next week, I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna listen to a playlist of like just music that I like to listen to, and I'm gonna wear our, our, our most recent home kit." And then we ended up like winning against Villa, like the next week, I think it was. And then just every single week, like I'm wearing, I always wear the home kit, and I always listen to the same playlist that I made uh, right before hopping on the bus to go to the tavern. And every week, it's worked. I mean, Liverpool, again, it's a draw, but we didn't lose. We're unbeaten, so like. Uh, I'm going to wear the same home kit and listen to the same playlist uh, on my way to the tavern on Sunday. Okay, so if there's ever like a bus driver strike, we're fucked. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay, or if there's like an EMP, I guess there are the other reasons why we couldn't um, deal with that. But uh, EMP is pretty dramatic there. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're talking about the fucking title, Brayden. There's nothing too dramatic. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, Do you have any... uh, superstitions you're going with right now i don't actually i've been pretty zen about it like there's been lots of times i've used to do superstitions and been like you know the the lucky shirt doesn't help the lucky like boxers don't help so like eh, it's probably all just gonna play out how it plays out uh so i i i haven't really done the superstitions in a while like there are certain places that like when when I go into the bar, there's certain places I like like to sit, and things have seemed to be better there at times. So I try to get there, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, like I, I don't do any sort of specifics because you got to keep your sanity somehow. Yeah, well, I mean that's sort of how those go, though. Is like it's a little bit of order in your universe when you know you can't control anything. Yeah. Um, I had one, so I have this old school, really beat up, uh, Dreamcast Dennis Bergkamp kit. Uh, that I would only wear like once or twice a season when we really, 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 really needed to win. I wore it last year during the uh, Tottenham away game where um, Cedric totally didn't commit a foul and um, give away a stupid penalty, but Paul Tierney oh. was the referee. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's been sort of retired. I've been trying anytime uh, Gabriel Jesus is starting to where I have a pink kit from this year. It doesn't say G Jesus. It says just Jesus on it. Because mm. um, I wanted to do the John Tortoro, you don't fuck with the Jesus type of thing mm. um, on the back of it. So I've been trying to wear that mm. when um, he's starting, but like it's been a little choppy and weird and like it's worked the past couple of weeks, I guess, in theory because he scored. But um, I'm kind of with you. I'm at least on this level. I'm I'm past. I don't know about past, but like I haven't been doing much with with superstition. I am shitting my brains out trying to figure out which jersey I have to wear to the Southampton game, though, because I have probably <laughs> like you know 25 fucking Arsenal home kits, and I'm like, well, uh, you know, I can't wear an away or a third uh, if I'm actually going to the Emirates. It's got to be a home kit. So I'm like, okay, well, does this one still fit? Like, is it bad luck to wear a Fabregas kit or something like that? Like, you know, I don't think Dare I really you wanna... wear a Theo Walcott. Uh, I don't have one. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is another choice, but uh, that's the uh, uh, a Puma kit. And I'm not sure I'm exactly in shape enough to do that at the moment. <laughs> there were some people at the tavern. Uh, it was like five people that all wore uh, the kit. The last time that Arsenal beat Liverpool uh, at Anfield, like I don't 2012, remember. yeah, yeah, they were wearing that kit, that away kit, Jesus. and they the and they kit. and they were all say, yeah, it was a purple kit, yeah, and they were all like, yeah, this is the last time we beat them at Anfield. I'm like, I, I see it, I see the vision, I get it, I understand it, uh, <laughs> and I mean, whatever, I mean, obviously, right? I mean, yeah, superstitions, none of it is real, none of this is real, but like. As you said, like it, it's our way to like control our little universe. Because, and you know, for me, even like not even going to the tavern is the thing because I've missed some games going to tavern. Because like the Bournemouth game, I watched at home in my new apartment. Like I had just moved and I was like tired as so I'm not going to go to the tavern, but I still put on my home kit and I still played the same music before the game as I was like making breakfast. And I was like, because, because, you know, I have to maintain it. And, yeah, I was a little nervous, right? I was like, damn it, it's not going to work. But then, sure enough, it happened. Well, yeah, because I scored nine Did seconds any... of the fucking game. Yeah. yeah so so... Like, oh, Did at any point you reconsider not going? Like, were you like, I got to go? <laughs> exactly. As soon as, like, uh, yeah, I missed the first, like, 30 seconds because I'm making my breakfast and I'm serving myself. And then I go into the TV room. I'm like, what's all this commotion? I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, the, and in my head, oh, the one time I decided not to go to the tavern, like, and I don't always like drink at the tavern, but I always just go just to go. And yeah, yeah the one, I was like, the one time I didn't go, this is what fucking happens. I was like, let me like see what's up with the Uber. Like, let me get there quick. But I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up winning and I was like, I should have just well, gone to the see, tavern. See, if you man. took the Uber instead of the bus, we wouldn't have fucking won. So you made yeah. the right decision. <laughs> I made the right decision. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, so many, but yeah. See, already. And there's eight games to go. There's so many cool memories of this season, and there's going to be so many cool ones coming up. So that was actually going to be the game I went to instead of Southampton, but um, I had a weird conflict, so I couldn't uh, go. And now I'm like, fuck! I would have been losing my goddamn mind for 95 minutes, but that would have been a great game to go to. Oh uh, yeah, my, my friend, the guy I do like the the weekly show with, uh, didn't go to the game, but he was watching from his from his house and he's he lives right around the corner from the emirates mm -hmm. um and he said watching the game like he actually heard 
the crowd go nuts about 30 seconds before yeah, the before actual the ball goal. Went in. So yeah. he's like, fuck, what just happened? Like, what the fuck just happened? And he just kept watching, like, holy fuck, holy fuck. And then it happened. He's like, yeah, he, he lost his shit. He said the, the, the surprise was, like, it got ruined a little bit. But he goes, like, I mean, what can you do, right? Like, streaming proximity to the Emirates, like, it is what it is. But it was still like hey, a special, special moment. Could you keep it down? Over yeah, there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. neighbors, thank you very much. Come on, bros. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want to take a little different tack here. Uh, sort of reminded me of something. And let's start with Brayden. Uh, what's been your favorite game of the season so far? And don't worry, I'm Mr. Depressive. We're going to take it back a different way and bring all the fun feelings back down. So let's start with your favorite game and why. <laughs> Um, oh, this, this is tough because I think there's been a lot of really good ones this season to choose from. Uh, but I like a little bit of uh, Schadenfreude, so hmm. I, I'm gonna go with Villa and, and the ball bouncing off of Emmy Martinez to give us the win and just like inject it into me. Yeah, so actually, um, the guy sitting next to it, Austin FC Games, is a big Aston Villa fan. And right after the game, he was like, yeah, I can't believe they let the goal stand like the John McGinn goal. And I was just like, you would have to be out of your, like even PGMOL would have to be out of their fucking minds to mark that one off for like a screen Oh, in front of the keeper. Um, But yeah, I mean, that game sucked for about uh, an hour or so. And uh, um, I do like some schadenfreude. I really like the uh, the last goal of that game too with the Christ the Redeemer pose. Uh, Elite. Also fantastic, yes. Yeah, because I was just, I always think of Martinelli as sort of this like nice, you know, kind of shy guy who just keeps his head down, works really hard. And I was just like, okay, he's taking the piss a little bit. I love this. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Ram, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go back to October and the reverse fixture when we played Liverpool at the Emirates uh, because I still remember the moment leading up to the game. I'm watching with some buddies and, um, I was just recalling, I was like, bro, we haven't, like, last year we played four games against them and we didn't score a single goal. Like, we're due, we're due. And then 57 seconds in, Martinelli scores that that banger. Uh, and I was just like, <laughs> I thought I called it. I was like, this is incredible, like, no fucking way. And then the whole game was just, like, back and forth, emotional. You could see the team growing up in front of our eyes. Um you know, and all the goals were just absolutely spectacular. And then, you know, Saka finishes it off with the penalty. You had Peter Drury with his, you know, usual poetic commentary. And then, like... A moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> this is courage. Like, oh, uh, yeah. like a, a little bit over the top, like, oh, my God. But at the same time, like, you appreciate that kind of, like, framing, right? And for me, I was like, that's it, man. And then and then just the the commentary he had afterwards and just how, like, like this is the moment I think that was actually the moment where I started thinking like we've got something going on here like this is kind of cool uh, I wanted to keep going uh, but yeah I would pick that as my favorite game so far that that was a close second for me uh, my wife mm-hmm. and I were in Miami for that game and uh, ran into like a random gooner from Highbury uh, in Miami at a bar and so like going oh, yeah. crazy the whole time fantastic and then we were, at the end we were like well do we want to go get Cubans? <laughs> like, just continue, just continue today. It was fantastic. Yes, yes, you do. I think there was actually even, if I try to, if I recall correctly, uh, an Austin FC match 
that same night, because, you know, Liverpool was in the morning and I think we won an emphatic game because that's that was last season, right? I can't remember exactly what game it was, but it was a pretty fun day overall because it was just football in the morning and then a little break and then football at night. And it was just a beautiful day overall. That might have That's been weird. Bad. I don't think Atlanta played last year. <laughs> oh, we remember. Uh, we definitely played you guys last year. Um, glad we're not on, on your schedule this year. Um, I think that might have been the same day as the FC Dallas playoff game. Because uh, Leeds was the same day as RSL, and I'm pretty sure Liverpool was in October. Yeah, yeah, it was in October. Yeah, I don't exactly – yeah, it was it was fun day. That's all I remember, so – I was very yeah. exhausted by the end of it because, uh, again, drinking early for the Liverpool game. But I did, you know, it was just fun. Like you just you're amongst friends and doing the shit you love to do, man. It was great. Yeah, um, I have kind of two answers that are a little bit squished together, and they're the uh, two games right after the World Cup. So we go down on kind of a clunky, dumb goal to West Ham on a first game back. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's been fun. Like, I had a great time. Like, okay, City's going to overtake us. Da, 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 da. Very businesslike. Come back, a lot of fun. Win the game. You know, you're nervous to begin with. But by the end, you're kind of like, oh, this is easy. Like, what were you worried about? Mm-hmm. And then we do the same thing and just destroy Brighton the next, uh, I think it was like three or four days later, um, at Brighton. And at the time, a lot of people didn't think much about it and, you know, watch a lot of premier league and i was just like no this team's really really fucking good yeah and um i mean we let them back in late which i think was a little bit of a portent of things to come because we've been giving up some bad goals late in games lately but um yeah like we just brushed them aside like it wasn't anything and it was uh martinelli Saka, inkedia and i don't remember who the fourth was odegaard but, odegaard because that's what odegaard, he did yeah, uh... but it was it was the entire front four scored yeah, that's where he did his basketball celebration. That was Oh, fun. yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember that one. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, yeah, because Saka scored in, like, the second minute, and you're just yep. like I, – I was watching that. I was visiting my parents in South Texas, and my dad is not a huge soccer fan, and I'd just been talking about Arsenal, Arsenal this, and he was like, all right, I'll watch this game with you. And then within two minutes, I was like, boom, told you, bro. Like, yeah. we're good at this. Uh, so that was that's a cool day. That was a cool match. Nice. Um, so now we have to make it sad because that is sort of the theme of this podcast in some ways. Damn it. Um, which game are you least looking forward to the rest of the season? And uh, Braden went first last time. Ram, you got to go here. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay. Give me just half a second while I pull up the schedule again. Sure. And I can go first if it's easier while you, no. while you look at this. Uh, my no. answer is... Okay, go ahead. Uh, is uh, unequivocally Chelsea because nothing good can come from that game. Like I have some just terrible idea that like, you know, either refereeing or like Mudrick will come on for 10 seconds and score two goals or some shit like that. Um, And I mean, like, I hope that doesn't happen, obviously. And I don't think it will, but like, I'm very hesitant and karmic with all of the like oh haha fuck chelsea frank lampard shit and i'm just like we're we're tempting yeah. fate we're tempting fate nothing good could come of this god damn it um Fair enough. So that's my answer uh ram you want to go ahead yeah i got mine um it'll be the very next week against newcastle away i thought that that one still rings and i recently watched um all or nothing again 
uh, just because I I like to put myself through emotional roller coasters. And uh, if I recall correctly, last season that uh, Newcastle away was the one that kind of was the <laughs> was that painful nail in the coffin. Uh, and so I've ever since then I've been afraid, regardless of even before we've been in this chase, like Newcastle away, it, it remains to me like the the big one in my eyes, like, especially when I looked at it at the beginning of the year and saw like, damn, we play them late again. Like, are you serious? Um, and, and yeah, that, that's going to be the one for me where I'm just, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it at all. And I'm going to be, it'll, and, and you know what, I'll probably even cheat and put like a, another one there in Brighton at home because I'm actually going to be in South Texas visiting my family uh, because two days before that, my brother is graduating from uh, UTRGV. So I'm going to be away from like the tavern and all my friends, basically. And I'm going to probably be watching that game solo. Um, and that's why, like, regardless of what happens, like, let's say if for a good reason or a bad reason, uh, I'm going to be by myself and I'm not going to have anybody who I can like lean on individually, you know? So it'll be like that. that that's going to be a rough week for me. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be uh, popping around our normal game chat channels, but um, yeah. so if we don't win the title, we can blame your brother for having the audacity to graduate from college. This is nice yeah. and simple. Audacity. Like, how dare you? Like, I was like, Hi, can you just move it to another week? Like, or two weeks from now? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, come uh, on, good. guys. You got shit to do. Uh, Braden. Yeah, mine... I mostly made peace with the city match. Like, what happens there is going to happen. Uh, at, like, I think we're fully capable of even going getting a win there, but it, it may not happen, and, and that's okay. Um, mine was probably Newcastle away as well, just because it's very uh, – I also have the scars from last season. But in the interest of doing something a little bit different – I'm probably going to go with Wolves just because if it comes down to that, like that is going to be the longest 90 (laughs) minutes, probably since the, the first FA cup final against, I say the first, like obviously we had other FA cup finals against Chelsea, (laughs) but like ever FA cup final that Brady was in attendance for in 1868 or whatever the hell it was. (laughs) Yeah. But like the, the one I think was, I think it was 2017. Was it? Uh, the FA Cup final against uh, Chelsea with like Murdersacker like coming like basically oh, putting on the, the first trophy we won in however long. Well, we had like Hull City and Villa, but um, okay. But like the one that Murdersacker had like not played all season, and then like Koscielny got sent off, and so he had to in the previous match. So he had to come on uh, for the final against Chelsea with Costa and all them. It's like fuck this. Hey, um, Rabo had a good game there. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Murdersacker did in and Holding did the good cop, bad cop on Diego Costa, and it was incredible. Uh, but that game took forever. Like I <laughs> like it took at least four hours. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um it, Wolves is gonna be exactly that if it's gonna come down to whether skull difference or, or whatever. If we need a result in that game, that's going to be the longest match I've watched in a long, long time. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't. 
we haven't played a meaning like really meaningful game on the last day of the season in so long. I'm kind of out of practice with it. So I'm kind of hoping it doesn't come down to that. But I mean, like, Wolves should be done by then. So hopefully, and we're at home. So we should be able to take care of them if it comes to that. But dangerous last words. Yeah. I and mean, Wolves were just done the... last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They nearly did it in the city, so. And, and uh, Wolves were, Wolves are always that that team, man, that just, they're so like a thorn on your side. That's how I describe them. And yeah, that's a good choice. Good show. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but are there any other big topics you guys want to cover? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we pretty much covered most of uh, the run-in um, and how terrifying it's going to be. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be terrifying, man. Uh, yeah, now Play that back. I'm looking, I can probably pick now, like that same question, I could probably pick every single game and have a good reason. Yeah, that's the correct answer. <laughs> the worst game is the next one. <laughs> the worst yeah. one is the next one. Like, and at the same time, I said like what forty five minutes ago, like oh West Ham, like that's a great game to like get back on our horse with. And I'm still gonna be like, yes, and those are the games Arsenal plays the fucking worst in. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and then Southampton was rough as fuck, man. Like they. They took points off of us, and it was so annoying. So, yeah, every single game, I, I, I re, resubmit my answer, and it's all going to be terrifying because it's been terrifying. Um, I thought I was going to feel a sense of relief after Liverpool, like, oh, like, finally that game is off. Like, But, nah, man, like, the draw, the one negative thing about the draw is for sure, like, it, now all these games are just terrifying now. Yeah, I think I'm weirdly, like, <laughs> least stressed about the City one. I feel that too. Just, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'll i echo both of you guys and say like, uh, whatever happens is going to happen. Like it is what it is. Like whatever, man. Yeah. And I mean, we don't know anything about like if Saliba is coming back or whatever. So I don't want to like dive into all these variables. Yeah. So we got to do the, the question we do on every suffering from joy podcast. Love it. And we'll start with Brayden. So far this Arsenal season, what has been your biggest moment of suffering? Maybe this is recency bias, but looking at the team sheets that came out for Liverpool Chelsea this past week, it's yeah, that's pretty bad. All of them fucking wrestling. It's like you, you guys are really throwing away a, a ch- what you need to get top four to have your cup final against us. You I, I think I could audibly hear you uh, throwing shit via text when I told you who the referee for Sunday was too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ram, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna say Brentford, man. I thought this the 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 one one draw. I think as time as go goes on and we're counting points and doing maths in our head and doing all this, like and initially I was like, it's whatever, a draw, we move, we gotta go on, like whatever. But every week it just burns and looms larger in my head, and so in hindsight, that's the worst because I've watched the replay since. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, just at all of it, it all is bullshit. And uh, that that's it right there. Yeah. That's probably uh, the correct answer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I was kind of saying, like, other than the obvious one. But, right. I mean, yeah, that's because, I mean, anything else you can sort of talk about at least a little bit. But, like, you know, we didn't do anything wrong there and we got completely fucked. 
I'll say, you know what, then? Tomiyasu, uh, the first goal against City, because I thought up to that point, we were going toe-to-toe, like, using the boxing analogy, like, like we were punching them, and they were punching us, and I was like, oh, this is good, and we just gave away a cheap one. And just like today, man, Upa Makano made a dumbass mistake. They were down 1-0, and you blinked, and it was 2-0, and then 3-0, and you're like, you can't do that. You can't make a stupid fucking mistake. Because against this team, you have to be perfect. And I know that sucks, but that's what it is. And that one, I think, because I just remember, like, damn it, we, we, were, we, were, we were bringing it to them. And now we're down 1-0. And, uh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with the entire well, – I'm going to give two answers. I'm going to go with the entire stoppage time of the uh, Burnmouth game before Reese Nelson scored. Oh. Because um, there were a bunch of times where I'm like, we got it, we got it. And then I was just like, nope, I give up. And for the, like, three seconds I actually gave up in that game, Nelson shifts it, pings it into the top corner. We all know um, we get fucking charged by the FA for celebrating it. Um, who cares yeah (laughs) whatever exactly find us you know Bruno Fernandez can shove a ref in nothing and you know Spurs can let a guy into the pitch to kick one of our players nothing but um yeah that's got to be it and then um I think the Southampton goal where they leveled because normally I can go oh well we did this wrong or like that should have been a foul or there's some sort of like you know Homer thing you can do in your brain and you kind of look at and you go Nope, that was a good goal. We just fucked up. Um, mm. And that was kind of the first big, all right, well, maybe this isn't going to go as well season-wise as as I think <laughs> it will. Because, I mean, the United one, like, that was obviously bullshit um, chalking off the Martinelli goal. Yeah. Um, but that one was kind of like, oh, these are tough, tough points to drop. And, I mean, I don't know what it is about Southampton, but they've, they've been finding ways to get points against us lately. So it just sort of seemed like, all right, well, we're back to this shit again. Like maybe we'll go for top four. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, that was way back in like September or October. Hey, we're still top of the league though. Yeah. So come on. Still top of the <laughs> league. Uh, any parting words of wisdom for either of you? From either um, of you? I'm just going to say to y'all and whoever listens, um, just enjoy the moment, man. It's fun. All the highs and the lows will be uh they're gonna come regardless, so just just welcome them in the, with open arms, <laughs> yeah, I mean, enjoy it while you can, don't think about it too much, live in the moment, um Braden, anything you want to add i look i mostly kind of what I kind of said earlier was like if you thought this was gonna be easy, you're following the wrong team, like that's gonna we're gonna have those moments the rest of the way, whether it's the ref calls whatever like there's going to be times where it's just like if you thought this was going to be easy it's not it so (laughs) like just i'm going to try to keep myself as level headed as i can and um god i hope we pull this out it's going to be very 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 worth it if we do um and i mean we've been suffering with this team to various degrees for various lengths of time um, and we appreciate everybody listening to this. And uh, as always, thanks for suffering with us and suffering with Arsenal. Thanks. here for Austin Jarrett Stroud. It's Diego for goodness. He has written his name into Austin folklore. They just won't go away. Oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible.
possible. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Altidore squares it. Dempsey's missed it. Donovan has it. From hope, there is glory.